Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Andy Springer, the Chief Client Officer at Rain Group, join us. Andy, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for having me. Andy Springer. I am the Chief Client Officer at the Rain Group. So my role is one that each and every day I am a practitioner leading teams in terms of supporting large-scale sales transformations and also working with small, medium-sized enterprises in terms of upskilling and developing sales skills that are going to shift the dial in terms of sales performance. Wonderful. And the reason that we wanted to pull you on to this podcast is because Rain Group actually recently released a study that identified some key trends in the current sales landscape. In your opinion, what are the trends that have the greatest impact on businesses and their ability to succeed in the current environment? Yeah, I would say that the trends that we saw through our, our research were a significant increase in, in, in terms of sales cycles. So opportunities are taking longer to close. There's more complexity in terms of that. The amount of opportunities that are being led to a loss due to no decision so whilst there may be significant need, significant problems to solve, objectives to be supported, to achieve, for whatever reason, in, in we're seeing in, in a lot of the, the sales space at the moment, no decision being what they lost to instead of competitors. And I think the third one is selling in, a, in an uncertain economy. If you look at the post-pandemic world and you look at the political challenges that have impacted the market, you look at the shift in terms of the, the the financial impacts in terms of inflation and the yeah the post pandemic inflationary world and then how that's changed the dynamics of the economy. It's made it really challenging, particularly in the B two B space, but not exclusive to. And yeah, that uncertainty cascades uncertainty in terms of sellers and how they approach the market and uh, and what they're dealing with. Absolutely. I could not agree more. From from your perspective, Andy, how have these trends influenced or created maybe top challenges that sales organizations are, are facing today? And, and what would you say those top challenges are? Yeah, I think it was pretty clear from our, our research that in terms of when I look at it from, through the lens of a sales leader and sales enablement space, one of the most consistent challenges that, that keeps showing its face in the sales space is recruiting and hiring sales talent and the associated challenges with that. And then obviously the the uncertain economy piece was was represented very strongly. Getting generating qualified sales leads continues to be a, a significant challenge for a lot of organizations. And then we we dive into the kind of skill areas where the key challenges in developing sales skills that are relevant in the real-time selling environment. And also the one which I found, I found unsurprising, but I think some who I've spoken to in reflection on, on the report found surprising, which was the challenge of developing sales managers. Often in the, in the sales enablement space, I often uh, see that sales managers are, are the ones who are most forgotten about. They're, they're also the ones that are often the, the loudest in asking, requesting, demanding skills for their sellers. But often when it comes to developing skills for them to be better managers, it's something that, that they're either left out on, it's not a focus, or 
it may not be that there's budget to focus on developing them. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. And so to, to that point, you know, especially for our audience, what role can enablement play in helping businesses overcome these challenges? Yeah, I think there's three key areas that we've really like isolated and, and, and focused on. The first one is, I would say, improving sales productivity as a whole. One of the fortunate things that, that we get to be involved in is, is introducing productivity thinking tools and, and ultimately seeking to shift behavior in, in productivity. Why is that? Well, every organization you go into, whether it's you're going into a sales organization or the, the sales area of an organization or other parts, everyone says the same thing. I've always got way too many things to do and not enough time to do them in. And so when we really focus in on the sales organization, what we see is some of the greatest deficiency in skill is not necessarily around how to sell, it's how do I produce more? And everyone has the same amount of time in, in, in a week. And in our studies, what we seek to do is often define well, what do top performers in sales, what do, what do top performers in sales management do that others don't that makes them top performing? And I, I think one of the things that, that, that cried out really clearly was top performers have a incessant focus in terms of the productivity of their sales, of their sellers and sales leaders inside their organization. And they seek to improve the way in which they focus on productivity before selling skill. The next one I would say then leads to developing multi-skilled sellers. And so if you look at the journey that we're just um, starting to build here, when we've identified ways to free up time for the sellers so they focus on what's most important. And then when we align that with the development of their selling skills in that multi-skill space, we start to see more time focused in the right areas, which means we're gonna to start to see when we're able to apply that with inside opportunity pursuit, we're gonna to start to see an impact on win rate. And so those two factors are, are critically important. The last, as I've kind of touched on there, is leveraging our sales managers. So understanding that a lot of organizations do a really good job in developing broad-based management skills. And a lot of that links very much to sales managers. And so we often go into organizations and we see that the management sort of skill and application in the sales area is fairly good. I mean, obviously there's deficiencies in some areas and industries and, and type, but broad based, we see consistent level of management skill. What we see as a broad based deficit in terms of skill is coaching and sales managers, not just focusing on the management aspects, you know, territory planning, pipeline management, those sorts of day to day or weekly quarterly activities, including planning and those sorts of things when I'm talking in the in the management context, but the, what about the coaching? What are the coaching elements? So if we've got increased levels of productivity in our selling organization, we're training our sellers in terms of the skills that are gonna help enable them to perform better. When we combine that with a focus on the development of sales managers to not just manage, but to be really good coaches of their selling team as well, and we develop coaching skill, Within that, we see a transformative effects start to take place because now the team is operating as a whole and everyone knows their role 
in a lot of cases, and we're talking critical mass here. I know there's a lot of uh, people that will be listening to this saying, well, we're never going to achieve that with 100% of uh, our selling organisation. You don't need to. In order to see significant sales performance improvement, you only need a critical mass that are, that are developing the learning and apply this new dynamic in their selling organisation to see a significant shift uh, on often the first measure that we start to see lift is win rate. Absolutely. You just kind of got to thaw that frozen middle, right? What should enablement leaders be prioritizing in their strategies for the year ahead to help businesses address these challenges? So, I mean, what I'm seeing get the greatest traction, as I said, is is probably the gap in terms of management, sales manager focus. And how do we make our our managers better, better managers and better coaches in order to help drive sales performance improvement? And particularly if organizations, I see a lot of organizations do one thing really well, right? A lot of selling organizations invest in training their, their, their teams. Now, the wonderful thing about training is, is that sellers and sales managers get access to new information, knowledge. And that knowledge can have both an, an informative, motivational, inspirational impact. But we all know that outside of the virtual training room or the physical, physical classroom, once they have obtained that knowledge, it means nothing without application of that knowledge. And so I think one of the, the, the critical areas is if we're going to invest in improving the productivity of our sales organization, we're going to develop the skills of our sellers. We're going to develop the skills of our managers. How are we going to support the application of that learning over the first 7, 30, 90 days and beyond so that we get the true impact of, of what we're seeking? Because when we see applied knowledge implemented and then we see sellers and sales managers effectively held to account for the application of that learning, we start to see the rubber meet the road and ultimately the business outcomes that you're seeking through developing your people start to show, as we say, that the dial starts to shift in the direction that you want it to. But that gap in terms of applied learning is, is a big one. And so there's no point in working on those three areas that we've talked about without a significant focus on the enablement of that throughout the organization over a sustained period. I love that. And you've talked about the importance of frontline managers, as well as I think sales leaders, how can enablement leaders and sales leaders really partner to better align their strategies to the top priorities of the business? First of all, don't fall into the delegation trap. And the delegation trap is where we see sales leaders go, we've done a training needs analysis and here are all the, the, the skill gaps in terms of our team. I'm going to wheel in the, the sales enablement people and I'm going to say, here's all the gaps that we have inside our organization. You go and figure out a plan and come back to us with how we're going to fill those gaps and, and how we're going to provide or bring some solution into the business. And where we see that occur, it is almost just the beginning of failure because sales leaders need to take and be heavily invested in that journey, not to just close skill gaps, but to align themselves with the support top down in terms of how we're going to keep that change that we're seeking to see sustain itself within the business ongoing. And so actually, if we don't take a change management approach to any sort of meaningful development outcome that we're, we're seeking, we get a training event or series of training events occur. People walk away feeling good, they feel invested in, and not much happens. 
And so where does that begin? It begins with senior executives being involved, understanding that this is a transformation that involves change management, having sales leaders and sales enablement glued to the hip, if I can use that phrase, because when we see they are operating as one team and sales enablement is in the selling organization, not separate to, not sitting in learning and development or sitting in an HR function, that they're in the selling organization and we see a strong partnership between the importance of sales enablement and how it's going to support the realization of the sales performance improvement. It is the recipe as a starting point for success. And I would encourage anyone who's sitting outside of the selling organization in their function right now to have a really good look at, is that really serving us? Because I can tell you it's day and night when we go into all different types of selling organizations and we see the dynamic between the sales leadership and the sales enablement function. We already know we have a fantastic springboard to partner with them to build from. When they're separate, we already know that if we don't make some attempt before we go on a transformation to bring those teams together and unify, we're going to struggle to create meaningful change. Absolutely. Last question for you, Andy, to close. What is one thing you're surprised to learn from the survey and what would you recommend practitioners take as an action based on that learning? It's a few. I wasn't surprised by productivity and the need to develop multi-skilled sellers in terms of the solution focus areas. I am constantly surprised how forgotten about sales managers are because as I said, they are often the ones that are requesting the development of their sellers, but they're not proactive or they're not realizing the need for their own development. And and that is certainly not a criticism. It's an observation. And, and there could be various reasons for that. But the surprising aspect is how I've forgotten about. It screamed to me how important sales manager development is, how often it's an afterthought or if it's not included in terms of an overall sales development strategy and the critical role that they play beyond just being a manager and how we have to develop sales coaching skill combined with really good sales management to create meaningful change in any development program, sales transformation, change management, outcomes we're seeking from change management programs. So yeah, I think that was probably uh, one of the, the things in terms of a surprise that most resonates broadly in the market because people go, yeah, we don't really focus on our managers. We're focused constantly on our sellers. And so it's an all-round focus that we need to take. Could not agree more. Andy, thank you so much for joining us to talk about the findings from your recent research. We really appreciate the time. Absolute pleasure to be here. And yeah, thanks for having me. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.